Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. In 2016, an Italian filmmaker named Paolo Giovisi made a movie which in English is called Perfect Strangers. And the movie has made it into the Guinness Book of World Records for something quite remarkable. It is the movie that has been remade the most. In total, it's been remade over 18 times in different countries around the world. Like in Vietnam, where it's called Blood Moon Party. Or in France, where it's called Nothing to Hide. But whatever it's called and wherever it's made, the basic premise of the movie is always the same. The entire thing is one big dinner party. You need only one set of someone's house and seven actors. That's it. It's not a big budget production here. During the party, one of the friends suggests that they play a little game. Everyone's cell phone is put on the table. And if any phone gets a text message, it's read out loud to the entire group. If somebody gets a call, then it's put on speaker for everyone to hear. Well, the basic idea is that everyone has three lives. Public, private, and secret. The game is meant to mix all of these together. Well, as the movie goes on, you can kind of imagine what happens. Right? All kinds of secrets are exposed. Skeletons are pulled out of the closet. Relationships are tested. And, and the movie's not really an anti-phone movie. Instead, it's more about how we become very protective of our inner lives. And especially our inner demons. And maybe that idea, along with the low-budget requirements, is what has led it to be remade so many different times. Strangely, though, there hasn't been a remake of it in English yet. But I imagine that's only a matter of time. But imagine that you were at this dinner party. How would you feel? If everyone could read and listen to every single message you got on your phone, would you be willing to share the deepest parts of yourselves with others, especially in public? How would you react if some of your dirty laundry got aired? If we're honest, I think there are certain parts of our lives we don't want other people to know about. And yet, even if you do a good job hiding this from others, you can't hide it from God. I once heard a line that said, you are truly who you are when no one but God is watching. <laughs> Consider that for a moment. You are truly who you are when no one but God is watching.
for some people, that strikes fear in their hearts. Because they don't want God to see who they are and what they do when they're all alone. Other people, though, might be fine with it because they think, I don't have anything to hide. Then again, maybe that pride is the thing you don't want others to see. You might not come out and say it, but maybe you secretly think that you're better than others. You just don't want to show it off. Of course, it's not just us who have secrets we want to hide. Some of the people in the Bible were that way, too. Consider King David. Initially, things looked great for David. He was anointed as king by Samuel, started to gain a following after defeating Goliath. He survived all of the attempts on his life from King Saul. Things were looking good for David. And yet, David had secrets too. Even though his public life was great, he had parts of his life that he didn't want other people to know about. Consider what happened with Bathsheba. You know the story. As king, David thought he could do whatever he wanted. So he raped Bathsheba, who was already married to another man. She became pregnant. He tried to cover it up, and he ended up killing her husband. This event is the turning point not only for David's life, but for the entire monarchy. After this event with Bathsheba, the monarchy begins to crumble and it will never recover. After David, the people get one horrible king after another, and then they are eventually taken into exile as punishment. That means that David's secret life affected his public life and the lives of all the people around him for generations to come. But before everything fell apart, the prophet Nathan was sent by God to confront David about what he did. And Nathan told David this story about a rich man who had all of these sheep, but who stole another man's one little lamb in order to cook it for a guest. David then said the man who did that deserves to die. And Nathan famously said, you are the man. David realized that his sin had been exposed. His dirty laundry was out there for everyone to see, especially God. He couldn't hide it anymore. Tonight, on this Ash Wednesday, we hear Psalm 51, which is given the subheading, A Psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Now, whether David actually wrote this psalm or not is up for scholarly debate, but it doesn't take much imagination to hear him saying these words. 
listen to some of them again. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. As we enter this season of Lent, we're called to take an honest look at our own sin. Yes, we probably haven't raped somebody or murdered somebody or tried to cover it up like David did. But we do have secret parts of ourselves that we don't want exposed. And even if we can hide them from other people, we still can't hide them from God. And so in just a moment, we will admit to ourselves and to others and to God that we are not as clean as we like to imagine. We will pray. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned by our fault, by our own fault, by our own most grievous fault, in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We will then receive that ashen cross on our foreheads and be reminded that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. In other words, when it comes to our relationship with God, there are no secrets. There is nothing about us that God doesn't know. We are mortals who are but dust and ash. We are not as important as we like to think we are. And yet, when it comes to our relationship with God, we are important. Because God still loves us. Yes, God knows all of the dirty things we try to hide, but God still gives us forgiveness and mercy and grace. Yes, we are dust, but God breathes life into the dust. Just like God did with Adam back in the Garden of Eden. In the case of David, God confronted David about what he did. In the same way, God confronts us. But also like for David, there's a promise. Through Nathan, God told David that he would not die for his actions. Yes, he still had to face the consequences, but he would not die. In the same way, we are given a promise to. Because that ashen cross that you receive tonight connects to the cross that you received in your baptism. When you received that cross, you heard the promise. 
you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Forever means forever. It's not just when your public life looks good, like it did at first for King David. It's not just when your private life is going well, like when you think you've got nothing to hide. But it is also when your secret life is a mess. When you are ashamed and guilty and see your sin. Even then, you are still marked with the cross of Christ. Even then, you have still been given new life. Even then, you still belong to God. And unlike that ashen cross the baptismal cross cannot be washed off. It is part of you forever. It is a mark of God's love upon you no matter what. So as we enter this season of Lent, we enter a time of repentance, and we enter a time of baptism and new life. We remember that we are sinful mortals, but we also remember that we have been brought from death to life through the death and resurrection of Christ. And so tonight, we may see that dark mark on each other's foreheads, and God sees the darkness inside of us. But God also washes us clean in the waters of baptism. That is the promise of Lent, my friends. We are dirty, but we have been washed clean. We are in the dark, but we have been illuminated. We are sinners, but we are also loved. And that message of God's love is one that can be shared in public around the world. Even more so than any text message or phone call. This is a message the entire world needs to hear. Because it changes us. You are dust. And to dust you shall return. But God still loves you. Welcome to Lent. In the name of the one who is God's forgiving love in the flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.